Stab, Abby and Matt are about to give it their best shot on this podcast. Why not give recycling your best shot? Together with Brisbane City Council, we can get recycling sorted. Stab, Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey guys, thanks for downloading the podcast today. Um, as we're recording this on the television is Harry Connick Jr. and his three beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. They're stunning. She, he, they're they remind gorgeous. me of um, Sylvester Stallone. <coughs> yeah. His three stunning very, daughters as well. And you know what I always think about that? I'm like, oh, that's a man who's controlled. <laughs> 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 he, um, He's organised by four oh, women, I'm mm. sure. Oh, God, yeah. But he, he looks quite young himself, Harry. Like he doesn't. Is he 50? He, he doesn't look old enough to have yeah, daughters 55. of that age. He'd be 55, Yeah, he'd be 56. 55. His first album, he did the Adele thing, his first album that I bought was called 21. Oh, uh, okay, yep. Yeah. So you really been in there. Yeah, he's 55. Mm. Um, um, Sylvester, you're Sylvester? He's 70, 72. Um, and his daughters oh, are... 75, I'm going to go. Yeah. What's Sylvester Stallone? Uh, I'm saying the daughters are 20, 26 and 25. Mm. Yeah, he's been with his partner for years um, and years. She was on an episode of Friends where Chandler got stuck in an I'm going to go, what did I say? 75? Yes. And what did you say? 72? 72, yeah, I think so. Maybe even that old. Maybe 77. He? he is 76. Mm. For the win. There you go. Uh, it turns 77 on the 6th of July. Ah, oh, that's mm. how I remember it. Mm. <laughs> Great. His TV show is good, isn't it, Maddie? I've still got three episodes. I'm mm. going to watch them this weekend. I'm going to knock them over. Yeah. Mm. Good. What's um, it called again? Um, Tulsa King. King. Mm-hmm. That's it. What? Tulsa, Tulsa King. King. Oh, I thought you said Tulsa. Tulsa King. It's a great show. That's a spin off. It's a prequel. I can't talk like I'm telling my mouth. All right, here we go. Let's get into the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. So uh, last night, my wife was away for a while. She was in Mackay now. She was doing an International Women's Day um, function. uh, And she got home. And she does always say uh, when she gets home that I do have, she calls it bat-like hearing. I I listen to the television very, very quietly. And to me, it's it's loud. But um, to her, she can't hear a thing. Uh, It'll be on like three or four. Don't open that yet. Mm. Uh, So we're sitting there watching some TV. And I'm like, what's that noise? I can hear something. I said to Kat, can you hear that? She goes, no. I said, I can hear something. So I said, let it go for a bit. Because it wasn't anything like someone screaming for help or fire. What was the noise kind of like? Like a... Is that your possum back? Kind of. I'm um, bringing possums back. What? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, let the possums out. Because isn't that uh, their mating uh, call? Because uh, they don't sound like Their mating calls are. Like, <laughs> oh, sorry. I've and never what's turned a koala one, one on. again that we just Kind of learned? the same, yeah. A koala was brutal. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That was one out the back. Yeah. They Good look place. cute. Don't sound cute. Uh, so finally I got, cause it, it, it annoys me, sound annoys me. I've got tinnitus and stuff as well. Mm. A lot of stuff going on with me. But any sound that I can't control or know what it is, annoys me. Can't handle a ticking clock. My in dad's my the same. Room. Yeah, right. Okay. Add that to the list. <laughs> um, and so eventually I went outside and I was confronted with a thing. I've sent you the video that I took. Please to enjoy the video that I took in my backyard. Jeez last... Louises. Oh, that's beautiful. Jesus. 
They're, so not, what is, they're not making love. So that's a massive, massive snake who's got a massive... Oh, that's got big balls, that possum. I noticed that too. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's killing a po- It's killed a possum. It's it's not it's just killed it. It's devouring it. It is. I've never seen that in real life. It was pretty hectic. He's got the mouth, his, his jaws disengaged, and he's, um yeah, he's trying to take that whole sucker down whole while crushing its internal organs. That's amazing. And, and was, was there a small party that wanted to save the possum? You nah. can't, it's dead. I mean, I thought this because obviously we chatted about it afterwards because um, we're like, well, what do we do? Can mm. we let Gussie go into the backyard now? And yeah, because like, that can't move for hours now. Well, it'll the shuffle. Snake. It won't stay there. It'll shuffle off. But then uh, they have to keep still while they digest, Yeah, right? but that's the thing. That thing won't need to eat for another six and a half months right. after devouring that. But if it, and when you say, did you think about saving the possum? If it was my cat, which it could have very easily have yeah. been, you would have to think about it. But, I mean, by that stage, the, the possum's back is broken. I just always think how amazing it is, how quick they are. I've turned a corner, by the way. Mm-hmm. Started to like snakes. Oh, no. Well, I mean, that's, that's if you get a big... Because we've got one in our backyard that size, but it hasn't killed anything yet. Well, of course it has. Oh, yeah, not sorry. that you're saying. Not <laughs> that you're saying. <laughs> it hasn't killed any of the pets around in the area. Wow. That's, well, that's, a, that's a python, right? That's yeah. a carpet carpet python. Uh, we, of course, we the first thing we did, because it is a snake. How long you do you reckon be... that is? How long? How tall? <sighs> metre and a half. Yeah. Metre and a half. Maybe even bigger? Maybe. Um... Well, we, straight away we called Julia the snake lady. Did you? Uh, of course. Just because, you know, well, I shut the door and I said, I'll, I'll just shoot a, I'll shoot a um, uh, message to her, see what she said. I really wish it was filming your reaction when it first came out. Whoa! Oh, babe! Babe! No, 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 no. Because I, I almost didn't tell them because I was like, well, if it's like 8.30 at night, Maddie. If I show them this, it's all systems go, sh- we're packing bags. We're oh, probably going to a hotel. Good point. <laughs> so you, you went, know out, you went I mean? actually, do you know what, babe? It's nothing. <laughs> you turn back, there's cat dousing pets yeah. all on the house. <laughs> with uh, a bloody... What's happening in the backyard? <laughs> nothing! <laughs> nothing! Imagine no. that poor snake just going, I'm just trying to eat. Get your light off me. Yeah, true. <laughs> True. Man, that is that I've that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And that's a big possum. That's not a baby no. possum. And there was another its friend possum was trying to fight the snake off. Really? That's in video number two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get off him. Go on. Oh, so what's he trying to Where's the friend one? He's trying to unwrap it in the second video. He sent us the second no, video. No, no, that's, no, that's, that's still the same that's possum just, the same being, possum being, just being devoured. Stu- stuffed in half. I love how you've just put your other yeah. story to it. And he's like there saying, no, but get no, off. When, no, I, when I went downstairs, oh. the other possum ran away up a tree. So that's just, it's that, squeezing it so hard. That's, that's, that, that's one possum. Yeah. Oh, because we'll when get you the said videos that, up, by the way, because I know we're describing it for radio, but that is huge. So I know we're in a rental crisis, but obviously we're moving. Um... But see, here's the you other thing. you have to tell people there no, was a murder at the house? <laughs> here's the thing. Here's what I think happened. Yeah. Remember Roof Guy that disappeared and we never saw him again? You reckon it was a snake? Eaten. A roofer would be used Eaten. to snakes. No, I think he's um, just, uh, what's the word? Um, Scared? Gussied it up. Like, it, it obviously lives in our roof and he's yeah. been up on the roof banging around. And You can hear it if one of those live in your roof. You our neighbour has one living in their roof and it's like, it's... Yeah, it's mm. so loud. Mm. When they mate, apparently yes. they go ahead and hell for leather. But um, that's definitely a male possum. Yes. Mm. <laughs> no doubt. No He's doubt. really flashing it, isn't he? <laughs> Check out the socials. We'll get it up now. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Today, this is Conrad Stewart.
Yeah, the album, it is out. Um, and it got released on his son's first birthday. Is that right? Very smart man, Conrad mm. Sewell's album, Precious. He's in the studio. <laughs> hey, mate. Hey, mate. Yeah, just another talking point, right? No, or <laughs> is that like you can remember <laughs> they, like your album and your kid on the same, same day, day so exactly. you never forget it? Both as important as each other. <laughs> well, it's a bit of a dedication to him, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, we, we had a listening party at the house and we had cake and, you know, I had a cake and he got a cake. Yeah, yeah, so, right. You know, we, sh- we shared our special day together. <laughs> First birthday is always not for them anyway. No, it's a celebration yeah. for the parents getting oh, exactly. through. Yeah. But I, I think finally it's... understand that yeah. now, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was saying that all year, but now I now that you hit a year, it's like, wow, we it really it is hard. Yeah. yeah, I reckon the release date seems to be so much more important, though. Remember Miley Cyrus, it was a big thing that she was releasing the date on her Oh, yes, that's right, with, with flowers, right? Mm. Yeah. Was it on Liam's birthday? That's a very big song, that one, though, isn't it? They're not playing that one very much. <laughs> Who's they? <laughs> I don't know everybody, right? Yeah. I, th- I think we're they. Yeah, we are they. We're yeah. they. I've heard yeah. it a couple of times. Miley needs the help. Yeah, she does. Not like Conrad Sully, doesn't need any help, that right. kid. <laughs> we've, we've talked many a time, but I didn't know this about you, uh, and I don't know why it's on the bio, but we've got your full name. Do you mind if I read your middle names? Because they're cool. Yeah, thanks. Conrad Ignatius Mario Maximilian Sewell. That's a, that's mm. a fantastic mm. Yeah, moniker. thank you. Yes. Mm. It's the gladiator name. Mm-hmm. Is that what your mum yells when you're in trouble? <laughs> yeah, that? totally. I mean, I'm never really in trouble with my mum. I'm golden child. No. But, uh, yeah. I don't, nobody really calls me that. No. You know, family Ignatius. Names? Me- Memphis's middle name's Ignatius as well. Oh, is that a family? I just thing? come from a, a, like an old school Catholic family, so we've all got a lot of names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So one of those would be your um, confirmation name. Yes, and it? I chose Maximilian as my confirmation name just to make it even longer. Which one did you choose? I chose Peter. 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 What yeah. age do you get to choose it? When you get confirmed seven, around uh, grade seven, so twelve. Yeah. Twelve, yeah. Wow. So, so you can you can choose. And you can choose anything. You can pretty. Much, I mean, you're supposed to choose a biblical, a, name. like a biblical or a saint's name, but yeah. Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Agamemnon. <laughs> Godzilla? <laughs> Godzilla. Well, my, you can my get best confirmed friend. at any time if you want. It doesn't have to be. That's oh. yeah. So if you want it now, we yeah. could uh, get you baptized. Oh, there goes my yeah. afternoon. I mean, it doesn't go on the birth certificate or anything. No, you know no, I mean? no, so right. it's not like you start writing it on your passport forms. But. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I chose Peter because my best friend in grade seven's name was Peter. And I was uh-huh. like, this will be sick. Wow. <laughs> Are you still so friends? No, nah, I haven't spoken to him in 20 years. <laughs> so it's probably a t- longer. Maddie, Matthew, John, Peter. Acton. Haven't you heard that when I call out? And Matthew John going, Peter, he's got yeah. all the saints there. I don't there. have any middle names. Yeah. The good Catholic boy you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's about where it ends. <laughs> this has been something we've been obsessed with because we are, we spoke to you last time and you said that you had, were going to go golf because you love golf. You're I, I brilliant at golf. golf yeah. I know uh, some of your family members that complain that you've got more time to play golf than them. That's why you beat them in the family. Yeah. I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Mm. Uh, but you said that you even was at a charity function and you bid on something and you did win and that was to play golf. With JT, I did, and um, we haven't played yet. Um, Have you just been? And busy? now the NRL season started, that's so I mean, now I've probably got Buckley's because he's a very on the. Good point. He's you know, busy. I've got an album out. He's you know doing his these things that he does for the NRL. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Is it going to happen? Is that, that going to be? More... Did I do it for the game? Did I do it for the charity? <laughs> yeah. No, I know I did it for both. <laughs> I, care about the charity. I would I like to play though, JT. So what's going on? <laughs> Isn't that going to be more likely him being down in Brisbane though? 
Yeah, he'll be here for games. Well, but then I mean, supposed to be it's at Indrafilly Golf Course. I mean, it's just down the road. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. surely we can make this happen. You know what he's going <laughs> no, to do? He's going to throw. He'll throw you a nine-hole uh, putt putt. Did, did JT's managers throw him under the bus with this with this Maybe. whole situation? He does probably doesn't even know about it. Maybe he doesn't. No, Maybe I doesn't. think they've they've done it because they did it for a dinner and that went through because that's one that Maddie was trying to bid on. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they do, it. but maybe they thought that you were just. It's not more that for keen. my friends, you know, guys. You know, I'm used to being around celebrities. May we ask how much you bid? You bid to, for the round of golf? Uh, yeah, I think okay, it was like I think it was five grand or something like that. Yeah, wow. yeah. So it wasn't. I mean, it's a it's a bloody it's a expensive round of golf. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. And no, it was it was for the kids. It was it was the kids. children's yeah. cancer, wasn't it? So it was a great cause for the kids. Um, so you haven't, we would have spoken to you, what, six months ago? It was ago? just after the Queen died because we touched on That's the, right, uh, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, God yeah. save the Queen. Gosh, the single God save the Queen. Been my year, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when we come back, we've got JT's number. So really? Should we ring him? I mean, yeah, let's, yeah. let's do he, that. I'd if, love to. If he's on the golf course. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Then we're going to have some real issues. I'm switching to the Dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I don't think we should call him today. What, you're nervous too? Because it's not JT's fault. It's like it's going to rain, so it's not going to happen today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wasn't expecting to be like, hey, mate, can you get in the car? We'll meet you you on the ninth hour. All right, then we'll call him. We'll give it a crack. Okay, so we have his number. (laughs) Why am I nervous to call him? I'm nervous to call him. You know, it's not like I'm best friends with a guy. You know what I mean? He's probably going to know who I am. Oh, he doesn't know who we are. He's not going to pick up our phone. That's what I was going to say. We're going to start singing into the mic. Yes. <laughs> Where's my goal? We have his number, but we don't know if we're blocked. Yeah. So, mm. After the last time. Okay. Right. Let's um, see if you guys are as uncool as I am. Yeah, let's there we go. Right. Okay. So we'll just, if, you, if he answers, you just take it away, Conrad. Are you going to talk? Just, who, talk? Who's going to talk first? Well, I thought we were going to introduce him. Okay, we'll do that. Oh. What, what would no, you, you like talk, us to? You talk, Maddie. You love him. Let's, let's be go. from the Department of Fair Trade and say that he ditched someone on a charity thing and we're going to take him to court. That'll get him. Hi, the person you have called is not available. Leave a message. Please leave a short 10-second message after the tone and we'll send the message as a text. JT, it's Conrad's soulmate. Just ringing, um, I'm not sure if you are aware, but I, I bid it on a round of golf with you a long time ago at a charity and I, and I won, but we haven't Your seemed to be able to make it work. Your I'm not used to leaving messages, all right? One more, one more, oh, so you no, can. We're like that guy in swingers. <laughs> all right, this is okay, okay, one more. Pick it up. I'll do it. Ten seconds. Okay, ten seconds. Yeah. Just ten seconds. Like, yeah. quick, don't start it'll, again. It'll take a second to kick in. Hi, the person you have called is not available. Please leave a short ten-second message after the tone, and we'll send the message as a text. JT, it's Conrad Sewell. Just wanted to sort out that game of golf, mate. Uh, you owe me. I'll uh, see you at Indrapilly. Cheers. Four. Nice. Good on you, man. Always a pleasure to see you. Precious, the album is out now. Get your hands on it. Great to see you. Um, and we'll see you when you're on tour. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Yesterday, I went to go and get a massage. And not like at a day spa, but you know when one where you've got like the curtains, curtains through all the different cubicles, so you're all in the one room, oh, like yeah. the ones that you get at like shopping centres. And uh, it was an amazing Chinese uh, masseuse there. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, I underestimated her because I like a really firm massage. And she was very, very petite. Mm-hmm. And when she was saying, you know, on a scale of one to ten, what do you want? And I was like, go 15. Oh, Pressure okay? Girl. Pressure okay? Indian hot, thank you, sir. I can handle this. <laughs> this girl, as she's got cupping before. 
I got it. I'm ready to go. And when she first put her hands on me, I went, whew, she's strong. Mm. I don't like the, her fingers. Whoa. And I was like, I can handle this. I'm still going well. And then, have you ever got a leg massage, like a calf massage? Yeah, they, they, it's like a tickle and pain at the same no time. Tickle no tickle here. No tickle. Yeah. I was in so much pain and I say that there was curtains next to me because I even noticed at one point I was doing like the same noise that I did when I was in labour. Wow. Where you're like, oh. <laughs> and you know, once you've committed <laughs> to the hardest, you, oh, you you're, too ashamed, you're too ashamed to turn around and go, actually, do you mind backing off just a little? I did. You did? You I was like, oh, just a little bit less. Yeah. Didn't make it. Even a little bit less. Mm. And she did cupping. And I was like, I could get cupping on my legs. I could do that. She's like, oh, are you sure you could handle that? This at the start. I went, yeah, I've got, I got, yeah, of course I can do cupping Cup on away, my legs. girlfriend. Whoa. So I am just bruised like mm. you wouldn't believe. I'm mm. sure it's Looked good like for me. like an octopus has got you. <laughs> but it made <laughs> me start to think about it. The difference with pain threshold and pain tolerance, mm. and it changes, and you never mm. actually know if your pain is the same as someone else's pain. Mm. And I just find it fascinating for it. And they say that your pain threshold is different than your pain tolerance. And there's actually machines that you can sort of work it out. Because it's what you always say when you go to a doctor and they say, what's your pain? Yeah. Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm like, well, what's your 10? I don't know what the rating system is here. See, I notice I can get medication after an operation if it's 6 or more. Right. Good to know. With a nurse. Mm. Mm. Right. I mean, they, so the metrics have changed. We've moved it to 7, so <laughs> you'll be fine. And like, I, so, I think I said 6.9. <laughs> it, we watch um, Deadliest Catch, which yeah. is uh, Alaskan... Um, Fishermen, uh, crab fishing in the mm-hmm. Bering Sea, and they 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 will smash their hand between two metal things, yes. and they just keep on working. They'll twist their ankles, they'll stab themselves, and keep on working. The well, threshold's insane. They say that's past experience, and that they have actually trained themselves. So mm, you, you can build up a tolerance. You can train yourself wow. to have a higher threshold, and they've said that for some reason women do have. A, uh, a more severe pain levels than mm-hmm. males do. They're presuming it's because they give birth. Childbirth, yeah. Yeah, they're saying that elderly people have a higher pain threshold. Still don't know why, but maybe they've just given up. Um, <laughs> Experience gen- more of it in their lifetime, maybe. You know, a lot saying of their nerves are dead, genes, maybe. Genes, well, it is to do with your nerves. Yeah. So they're saying that um, genes in the way that you perceive pain, mm-hmm. they're saying past experience in the way that you're brought up. Mm. You know, if your parents yeah. are like, well, that's, you know, if you were brought up in a household where you're like, broken leg, run Walk it, it off. off. Mm. Yeah. Or, oh my God, really? Oh, that looks like, mm. then you're more to associate it yeah. with, I need help. You know mm-hmm. what though? It doesn't yeah. matter how high your pain threshold is, how many times you've hurt yourself, you know, how tough you think you are. Whenever you kick your toe, <laughs> it hurts it does like hurt. hell. Yes, it does. Yeah. That is any person in the world, yeah. you kick your little pinky toe yeah. and you're crippled for a the week. The exploitatives fly. Oh, <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could snap your arm. You could have mm. a compound fracture in your arm. But if you kick your toe, that yeah. would hurt more. This might it's, be say something about the guys that you watch, though. Yeah. Because they say that you'd see a lot of sports guys would. Females like and, and males that are playing, yeah, are playing footy. And they're saying that to increase your tolerance or your pain threshold and to see what it is, it involves a, a cold presser method where you have to involve submerging your hand into mm. a bucket of ice water. And that's how you tell. I've heard that. Yeah, as soon as you're you like, it's pain, you then you pull it out and that time limit. Is your pain threshold. Is your pain threshold. And then you build it up by doing the tolerance. And they have mm. like ice baths. It's the big, mm. uh, it's the big problem with um, leprosy, which of course isn't around as much anymore. But leprosy isn't bad in and of itself. But what it does is it numbs all your nerve so you don't feel pain. So you, if, you, ah. if, you, if you, uh, your finger gets wow. chopped off, you don't notice it. You just start to decay and everything else falls off. So your ice theory wouldn't work for me. I get a 
bloody brain freeze from a slurping and cane. No, that works. It just so, means you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> the way you're like, going ah. through it is really, you know, yeah. you persevere each time. Bro, <sighs> tongue, tongue to the they say the tongue thing. Like, they say breathe out hot air. That doesn't work. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> They're saying yogis are one of the best as well. Good. They're doing yogi. pain. No, because they do all the breathing exercises and breathing <sighs> can really help increase your, so we could. And, yeah. the, and um, pin needle beds and stuff. I don't know about that one. Mm. You're going to go back to that massage place or avoid it now? Hell uh, yes, I'm going back. Are you going to break up? I'm not going to let it win. (laughs) (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Uh, Back in January, we spoke to a wonderful lady called Josephine and she had started up Life Saving List. You can check them out on Instagram and that was encouraging people to go and see if they were a match, donating blood and see if they're a match for uh, stem cells because her husband uh, very sadly got diagnosed with leukaemia just Mm. after his 40th birthday. And they just needed to have so many more people donate so they could see whether it was a match. And Liam himself uh, joins us now. Hey, Liam. Good morning. Now, since that big push, we believe you have got some good news. Yeah, great news. Um, so they found a, uh, a donor for me, compatible mm-hmm. person, um, willing to, um, uh, to um, donate their um, blood stem cells to wow. me. Uh, which is incredibly exciting um, and yeah, a testament to all Josephine's hard work, but um, yeah, the amount of people that she's um, been able to enliven um, and who have very generously um, got behind us. Never hear the end of that, will you, Liam? <laughs> hey, every no. time. Remember when I saved your life, babe? Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> does everyone, I mean, leukemia is a, a, a blood cancer. Is Does everyone always need like a, a stem cell or is this like a different type? which will respond so positively to this treatment? Oh, you'd, you'd have to ask someone um, in, in the med- medical field. Higher pay grade. Precisely. My, yeah. um, my, you know, certainly with my condition, which is a blood cancer, mm. um, the only way to cure it is through a, um, a blood stem cell or blood bone marrow mm-hmm. transplant. Um, okay. So those stems can be used pretty interchangeably, as I understand it. And what's the uh, what's the process for you now? You've found a donor, but then how long will it take for you to actually get uh, the life-saving stuff that you need? Yeah, so process is a relatively grueling one from mm-hmm. all reports. Um, yeah, a lot of time in hospital. Uh, next week, um, we start work up, um, and that's just, just a, a bunch of sort of appointments. I mean, you're effectively adopting your donor's immune system. Yeah, right. Um, so they want to just check out, make sure that there's nothing... Um, to focus that immune system on other than the cancer. Mm. Um, and and then you got sort of a, a fairly murky um, uh, lead-in process involving, you know, heavy-duty chemotherapy and other mm. things. Yeah. And then um, cells go in um, and the, you know, the wonderful um, uh, doctors and nurses that look after patients like me then have this sort of challenge of, um, you know, really fine-tuning the new... Uh, immune system um, to only pick on the cancer cells mm. and not um, any other part of them. So, yeah, the, the, the transplant itself isn't without risks, um, but it certainly gives me a, um, a new chance at life and, and, and a chance at a much longer life than um, I was looking at uh, not a week ago. Mm, wow. So, Liam, the big thing with this as well, and when, when we spoke about your story, was mainly because we were all just learning with stem cells, it's got to be an exact match. You know, there's not a lot of room for for um, variation there. And the, be able, the ability to donate cuts off at 35. 
And we were so blown away by learning this. And um, strengthtogive.org.au is your um, website where you've pushed for this. I believe since you and, and Josephine have gotten involved, your wife, the stem cell donations around the world from your campaign have gone wild, right? What are the numbers? Uh, look, you know, we, we, we're probably more focused on, and Strength to Give is now an organisation, but we, we, you know, we're big supporters of them and, of course, what, what um, Red Cross Lifeblood do because mm-hmm. they're, they're all incredibly important, right? They, they all play incredibly important roles. Mm-hmm. What we know is that um, Australia doesn't recruit by a cheek swab. It, it only recruits via blood. Um, it has recruited by a cheek swab in the past and very effectively. And, it, you know, the, the countries that, that vastly outperform Australia in this regard, um, they, they do recruit by cheek swab. And we simply need um, to implement cheek swab in Australia. Um, mm. it, currently, 80% of, of tissue donations come into the country. Uh, and, they, you know, the, the, the very vast majority of those, if not all of them, would be recruited by cheek swab. Right, right. Um, that's an yeah. incredible outcome, though. Like, I know that you're very humble with this, but they're saying that in, in February, a lot of the health ministers did meet in Brisbane, have approved uh, the release of $1 million of funding to be able to, to, to try and change it, like you said, to be able to get the cheek squab, swabs back so we can try and mm. test as many Makes people. Makes sense. I mean, they're easier than blood tests as well. Yeah, and especially, like, we, we've, I've learnt so much, Liam, since your campaign of saying, you know, if people needing to be a match, and Australia is such a multicultural place, mm. that we need to get people, you know, donations from all over the world and all different, um, uh, you know, yeah, so mm. that we can try and get a better, accurate one so that it just makes so mm. much more sense, this cheek swab. Oh, look, we're uniquely multicultural here in Australia um, and and I think we'll also, you know, the, the, the disparate nature of our population and, and people um, and including our first Australians who, um, you know, uh, would have real challenges finding our matches outside mm. of their direct um, uh, siblings. Mm. Um, yeah, that's where the challenge is. There's always going to be a proportion um, of reliance on overseas because um, we're a relatively new country. Mm. But, you know, we've got this these real unique combinations of, of ethnicities, um, uh, fl- you know, floating around a country that's, um, you know, in terms of European settlement, um, 200 and something years old. Mm. But, um, you know, it's, it, it, it just beggars belief that it's um, taken what Josephine has done to, um, and um, my unfortunate position to, to sort of get this on the national agenda and, and the level of focus that it deserves. What we're calling for is that those same politicians um, that we've been able to meet with and have very generously committed to things, but that, that they keep their... You know, we've started the life-saving list. They've made some life-saving promises mm-hmm. and they need to keep those promises Um they, you know, they spoke a lot about a report to in April from an advisory group, um, mm-hmm. and we're holding them to account to that. Um, I'm going to be in the thick of my battle, um, but I've got no doubt that, um, you know, supporters like yourselves um, and everyone that that's got the life-saving list will, will, um, you know, will enliven and, and, um, and get involved with it. Buddy, we really appreciate your time this morning. Um, Life Saving List on Instagram um, is where you can check out the full story. And anyone who can um, go and donate um, blood stem cells um, should definitely get a part of it. Good luck with all your treatment, buddy, and we look forward to chatting to you soon. Thanks very much for your support. Have a great day. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. 
We wanted to make a brown snake, right? Because mm, uh, Alan snakes alive. They have every flavour, but they don't have brown. We thought it would just be good for Brisbane because we are known as the brown snake. Yes, the river is the brown snake. The most notorious snake in the country. Would you eat a brown snake? Mm. Yep. Lolly. Confectionary. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do it, right? Yes. Yeah, yesterday we had a little bit of a taste test. We worked out that we want to have a mega snake, mm-hmm. mega brown snake, so it's going to be 30 centimetres long. But then we chatted off the air, so we decided to go big. But then we're like, but do we go even bigger and make it one metre? Like, uh-huh. do we just, if we're going to do it, mm. people, you want to look at someone with that thing in their hands and go, that's Stab Abby and Matt's brown snake. Mm. That's a big, that's a big confection, though. Oh, but though you know we're going to get in trouble for that. We'll have to put, like, consume responsibly. Oh, oh yeah. Ser- serves a family of six. Yeah, Something like that. Yeah, It never does, doesn't it? No. Serving suggestion. That's right. Can we take a photo of it? Yeah. I love those. You know when you buy a bowl, uh, like a box of Kellogg's cornflakes, yeah. and on the front it's mm. got a bowl of cornflakes? Strawberries not included. Yeah, but serving suggestion. How else are you going to serve mm. a bowl of cornflakes in a cup? <laughs> you don't do it any other way. That's not a serving <laughs> suggestion. That is the mm. way that you serve it. It's the same when I order a, a family feast from KFC. Mm. And I'm home alone. I'm mm. like, you don't tell me how I'm going to eat this. You know? <laughs> mm. um, Regardless. But, yeah, it's going to be wild. Mm. But we thought we'd do, uh, Ash, our producer thought she'd just sort of see, I guess, what the people really want. Yes. Okay, because this is us. We all decided that we wanted it to be cola and we wanted it to be a big one. Mm-hmm. Market research apparently is a big deal when it comes to putting out a product. That's true. Um, so is this like CanStar research? Is that what we... They always say CanStar at the front of these things, don't they? Choice. Choice, yeah, that's big, yeah. big deal. It's certified research from the people of Brisbane. Okay. Okay. Let's okay. let's see what they've said they want when it comes to our brown snake lolly. I definitely like bigger snakes. I think the you don't want it to end when you're chewing. I love a bit of thickness of my snake as well. Damn, boy, he's thick. That's a thick-ass boy. Something to sort of wrap your teeth around. I'm a big fan of the, the sour worms, so I think with the brown snake, considering it's a venom, a snake, it should have a bit of bite to it. Whether that's the sour worm or it's the sour sugar on the outside, I think brown snake's a big snake and we've got one of the biggest rivers in Australia. I think having a giant sour brown snake would sell like hotcakes. They can be long, but they're the old killer pythons, they were girthy. I remember I used to get them after swimming class and they were like big fat boys and now they're like really short. The head used to be bigger. But the blue was the best Alan's colour. But what about brown? The brown, as long as it tastes like the blue, would be beautiful. Bring it back. Maybe the snake can start off with the blue head, like real estate agent listing blue. And as we get down to the tail, we get down to its natural brown colour. So from New Farm to Ipswich. But what does blue taste like? Blue, it kind of tastes like, not raspberry, but similar to like a raspberry. Like a berry. Like a berry. Mm. Okay. blue Powerade as inspiration because that is a great flavour. I don't mind if it's brown, as long as it's tasty, it's good with me. I'm a bit of a snake connoisseur. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, taste the brown snake. The snake that floods on your taste buds. What is blue and kind of tastes like a berry? I thought uh, it was a blueberry. <laughs> what, is is what, what is that? What is that? Gatorade. So what we're going to do with that <laughs> research is ignore all of it yep, yep, uh, and yep. go with cola. <coughs> mm. 
See, I don't mind. I do the, mind them going from blue to the, the real estate blue because that's always a joke, isn't it? That mm. they dyed in all the photos and they, they leave that one bit. little corner and you're like, we bit. can see the brand. Yeah, I do like the venom idea because you do. You know those tubes that are filled with stuff inside. I reckon mm. you could get away with that. It could, that could be cola flavor too, or that's where we could put in the Bundy flavor. You just need to see if they have a mold that that's big though. We're really changing the landscape of that's, yeah. snake lollies. Mm. And I think if we go to too, if we add too many elements, mm. um, like if you make the whole thing sour, you're kind of cutting down people then. Because usually people who like oh. sour will like non-sour at the same time. I'll give you that. But yeah. you either, people who don't like sour won't go for That's it. That's true. Mm. Unless you just soured the head, <laughs> you know, a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it bad to hear the market research and ignore it? No, that's what everyone does. I, I, I've even forgotten about it. <laughs> We've listened to your complaints and queries, and we have shredded them. So yeah. enjoy our <laughs> <Yeah>. product. <laughs> People don't know what they want. No, we'll no, tell them what they want. That's right. That's right. We'll that's tell right. them what they want. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Endometriosis happens when the tissue that normally grows inside your uterus grows outside of it instead. Yeah, and it can be varying degrees, and it's absolutely crippling uh, condition. Yesterday was a big day because Bindi Irwin, who's so famous all over the world, was mm. so honest and posted that she's been affected by it. Do you know what I really love with it as mm. well is how much her husband and her brother mm. were posting about how um, wonderful it is that she's sharing everyone and what she's been through. And there's another person on our team who's very uh, outspoken about endometriosis. You're on the uh, the committee, I believe. Ellie. Hello. Good morning, guys. Yes, uh, it's Ellie Angel here. Normally on in the afternoons, but wanted to come in and talk about my broken uterus. So thanks Good. so much. Anytime, anytime. I'm not doing that. It's 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 not broken, but there are so many women that I feel have suffered through it quietly. Absolutely. So statistically, endometriosis will affect one in nine women, girls, and those who are gender diverse. So that works out to be uh, over 830,000 Australian women, mm-hmm. um, over 200 million worldwide. Wow. And I'm sure that if this was something that did affect the blokes as well, that we would have a cure. Mm-hmm. But mm. because it's women's business, uh, it's period pain, it's a taboo topic, there's still so much unknown about this disease. Mm. And for Bindi Irwin to be so open and honest... I'm so blessed that she's spoken about it because it's shined a light um, during Endometriosis Awareness Month as well about this debilitating disease. And I do live with it daily. Um, At the start of the week, I had a really bad flare-up and I struggled to get through on air. Um, But, you know, I I pushed through. Mm. And it's just something that I've learned to live with. It took me uh, 12 years to get a diagnosis. There's countless doctor's appointments. You go through the tests, the poking and the prodding, and you're getting blood tests. And Mm. then... You know, I, my husband is very familiar with rushing me to ED. Um, I would become first names friends with the anaesthetist who used wow. to put me under because I'd, I think I counted just before. And side note, can I please get frequent flyer points every single time I have a surgical <laughs> procedure? Because I would be a platinum <laughs> member. Um, well, see, I've known you for like 12 years mm. and I can remember when we worked together in Sydney. Yes. You were dealing with it even back then. Yes, you and, and I was struggled. very quiet about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because well, I didn't want to... No, no one knew you would just be no. off sick. But well, everyone off... was sort of quiet about it because yep. it was just that time of the month and people used to underestimate that it was mm. just period pain. And often when you say that, you're going to a specialist who is a male and that's... that's I, I get mm-hmm. it, but you know when they're telling you, okay, you can take this for the pain, you're like, I can't walk, mm. like I'm crawling, yeah. you know, and yeah. it, it's hard to sort of, I guess, get that level of severity through. Yeah, and, and I was really embarrassed by it and I would just message my manager and, and he'd just get, or his 
response, like you get the response back going, okay. Mm. And then you get the anxiety of, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job because I've got endometriosis. Mm. And I, and then one day I was like, you know what, I'm going to say what it is. Um, and from that point, I've never been able to shut up about it. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's the key too, is, is just talking through it. And, mm. um, you know, if, if you've got young girls um, who have got painful periods, please know that that's not normal. If your life is being put on hold because because of the pain, then it's time to book that appointment how, with your GP. How early GP. can it start? Uh, there is, like, There's I've no known girls who are 10 years old. Because I did that when you were saying that about working with Maddie 12 years ago, there was a girl yeah. in my primary school in year seven, and it was that like mm-hmm. that. She was always off. and But yeah. it used to always be, oh, they're missing PE. Yeah. You know, mm. and I oh, think be the same. it was mm. always, we would never talk about periods mm. ever because it was a bit more of a shame How thing, which is you. weird. And But it's I really admire um, girls these days being so more, like, open and honest about it because we used to always think periods period pain that's normal mm. yeah, well and it was also taught to us at schools i remember in sex ed class it was like yeah you just use a hot water bottle you mm. take some panadol and you suck up with the pain so that was built into my brain and my mum being a retired nurse she also had endometriosis both her sisters did too so there was the knowledge in my family mm. and i was able to fight in a, a long bloody fight 12 years to eventually be diagnosed and this is the other thing too you can't go and get a scan or anything yeah. Or a blood test. No. You've got to have surgery, which is pretty drastic to be oh, given. To, to get diagnosed. Yeah, you've got to, to get the official diagnosis. Oh. You've got to be cut open. Because you're checking the lining for it. And yeah. like my, you've gone, how, through, how many surgeries have you got to get it removed? Because you can get uh. it removed and there could be, because <laughs> it, it can even go around your Bowel yeah, I've got well. on my bowel. Real sexy chat, guys. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's taken over my kidneys, uh, killed my wow. appendix. Um, my uterus is ruined from it, and unfortunately, I can't have children. I tried IVF, but my yeah, my uterus was so so damaged from the endometriosis mm. that the little embryos didn't stand a chance. Mm. So um, instead, I've got fur babies, and they're the greatest things in my life. My little <laughs> endo champions. Is um, that well? I mean, dealing with what you deal with every month and mm. how often you get the flare-ups. Then that's a reminder as well emotionally for you, which must be hard. Oh, 100%. That, yeah. I get reminders all the time. And, you know, um, I have my demons with that and uh, yeah. I put on a really brave ba- face. But I'll tell you, I have my really bad days as well where I will be an emotional mess. Mm. And normally, you know, yeah. I'll be here on the radio happy as Larry, but mm. there is the Ellie that you don't see yeah. who... Um, who looks at, sorry, there's a dog, dog on the TV. On the TV. <laughs> That's the way my brain Focus. works, Focus. is I will just try and think of happy things do you, when I yes. do go into those dark What places. do you want to see more happen? More money for research would be the key. And this is the thing. And more awareness. So thank you, Bindi Owen, for talking about it. Mm. And thank you very much, guys, for letting me talk about it on the air. Um, because by talking about it, it's getting that conversation out. It then makes people go to the doctor because mm. we need more patients at the end of the day to do the research, to eventually find the cure. So it really is a long journey. Well, thank you for speaking with us about it and sharing it. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And if you would like any more information, endometriosisaustralia.org do fantastic work, and I'm ambassador for them. And um, shout out to the Queensland Endo crew as well. Quendo do awesome work too, based in Queensland. So I know they're hard at work today um, pushing for funding and research. We want money. Mm -hmm. See, she's finishing the break for you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I sent you guys this article yesterday because, I mean, it's not funny, but it's just the person who wrote the article. His name's Ben Koss from the New York Post. He just, round of applause for him. Because he's written a story about 28 girls needing to be hospitalised after they did a 
Ouija board, you know, those seance boards, I think you can call it, mm-hmm. where you all put your finger on it and it's supposed to ask for a spirit. And put it on a glass, right? A glass, yeah. glass moves. Yeah, yeah, sometimes moves they, on a board they come with a little pointy thing with them you too. You spell it out. And, mm-hmm. You can know, buy them at Kmart now, can, can you? Can you? You can buy them at most board know. game shops. No, you yeah. can't. Yeah, you can. It's not a board game. They classify it as. You roll into a toy world and go, oh, you death, got any mate. Ouija boards? It's life and death. It's life and death. That's what it is. But the, the Hasbro reason... Ouija board. Buy it now. <laughs> not even joking. Before it kills you. <laughs> That's not. Yeah. Anyway, get us a copy because I, I want... People are carving their own? Well, we used to cut out letters. And then someone went, there's a market here. Yeah. Um, and does it say you can have unlimited players? Well, because you don't know how many dead people are going to turn up. A lot of religious people are not into it. Plays four to 150 million. <laughs> can literally buy a Hasbro Ouija board from Target. Thank right. you. So, no, I, I'm not denying. Can we get to the headline? Because <laughs> yeah, Ben spent like a whole day on this writing this article. Sorry, right? Ben. Sorry to Ben. You're right. Let's respect Ben. Sorry. Okay. Ben. So, 28 girls hospitalized with anxiety after playing with a Ouija board from Kmart. And he said, they're not in good spirits. <laughs> Take the rest of the day off. <laughs> Brilliant. He hasn't, though. He's finished the rest of the article saying that nearly 30 schoolgirls um, in America uh, were fainting and mm. had anxiety attacks after allegedly playing with it, um, the board, and their parents are not happy because they had to go to hospital. And they're saying that I think they did it at school. So mm. obviously there's probably a suing thing coming up. That sounds like mass hysteria to me. Mm. Mm. It was created in 1886. Mm. Ouija boards have become a fixture in, to communicate with the dead. Mm. Imagine the poor dead people before that. No one is talking to us. <laughs> no, but maybe now they're like, we've got all the way here and you're still calling us? Yeah. <laughs> or you're still using a Ouija, but like it's 2023. My friends Text and I me. used to always do them. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. done them at We one always point. did them for like, what was the age that I was go- that you were going to die? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And mm. mine came up, I'll never forget, with 88, which then would constantly pop up in my life. It's my favourite number now. Oh. Because that was like my audition number for when I was doing Wizard of Oz with the Newton and I got oh. that role. Yeah. You know what that means. And then my Nano one at Bingo. You're me. invulnerable until you're 88. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk out into traffic. It's a Ouija board. Yeah. Someone's controlling it. Oh, oh. Not the spirits? Hmm. Don't know. <laughs> it was it like who were you doing it with? I was doing it with my two neighbours, Julia and Cherie. They were sisters, yeah. and at any time we had to lift up our finger, so you could say a name. So I'd go Cherie, and she'd have to lift up her finger, and it didn't stop. It mm. still moved the same way, right. and I could I could honestly tell you I wasn't controlling it. So unless they, I promise you, yeah. I was my heart. I was just following it. Cherie was older than us, and so maybe she was wiser. Yeah, right. By two and a half years. Have you done one? Yeah. Yeah, we've done one. But, you Is that know. what boys do at sleepovers? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. We, we, no, it was, a, it was a combined sleepover. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Boys, we would just play Xbox. How and old Nintendo. were you with the combined one? Uh, 16. No, no, no. We were like nine. Eight or oh, nine. Oh, yeah. Because like yeah. they were banned at our school. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was, yeah. There was an age cut off. Okay, yeah. There was yeah. an age cut off yeah. for sure where the boys could be there, but then we all had to leave. I'll take it. As uh, anyone who's got some information from a Ouija board or from like going to see someone like your mum, mm-hmm. a fortune teller. Mm-hmm. Well, we found out about our dads when we did our 24 hour show. That's true. I yep. if we've got that audio still. Um, you know, you we, said give us a sign and a balloon pop. We, straight away. Yeah. Straight away. We were joking and said that because both of our dads are in the afterlife. Mm. We were like, if they because we're friends here now, would they be friends up there? We were like, if you are, give us a sign. Mm. Pop. Bang! Do it yeah. now again. Do it again now. Ready? Okay. 
ask. There could be a sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? What's the time difference in heaven? Your, your dad was a tradie. He was always up early, and you said that your dad was always partying. He's up. Oh, what time is it? No, he went the other way. He would go to bed at like three or four in the morning and wake up at like six in the afternoon. Just ask him. All right, all right. Okay. All right. Dads? <laughs> you do it because it was you that did it last time. If you are listening this morning via the listener app, I'm sure, um, and your friends still... Give us a sign. Say something, Stan. What's your dad's name again? Jim. And? Mervyn. Mervyn. Oh, they've had a falling out. No, they haven't. <laughs> Maybe they, yeah. What would have been over? Sport. <sighs> Beer. Mm. Someone didn't ask. I know, they're ringing. Look at line four. <laughs> 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 uh, All right, have you done a week? Because you weren't here the last time. So. No. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. My yeah, no, no, no. yeah, you're hey, dampening you've it. You've got till nine. Give it a sign. She goes, no, I refuse to go back on the air until their dad's call. I just Googled the translation of Ouija yes. and yes. it means good luck. That's oh, good. There you go. Lisa and Bowen Hills, what's your good luck board story? Um, 40 years ago, um, my mum's medium and my poppy died in the house. And so we used to always have seances, Ouija board on the table. And my nana was looking for papers and we couldn't find them for the house. We looked everywhere. And so we asked the, um, the board and we got in contact with my pop and he told us exactly where they were. She went in the bed, jacket in a pocket, and that's where it was. Wow. That was really kind of weird. And there was other incidents as well. Um, I had another one with some friends and we were all just hanging around and they didn't believe the, the Luigi board. And anyway, his brother came, we were all in the kitchen and his brother came home and the glass um, was on the table and we are going around and his brother didn't believe it. He goes, this is all bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And the glass flew off the table. Ah, wow. Awesome. And it, yeah, so definitely I, believe him. I will say that if I die... Yeah. And I'm still getting calls asking where I put stuff. Mm. <laughs> I will be headless. I thought that. Is that the only time she spoke to her husband, just to find out where he left something? Or did she ask him anything meaningful after that? Oh, no. You ha- you get a whole lot of different spirits coming in because I got some warnings as well, mm. and, and they were true. So right. I definitely believe in it, and it does happen. That's the um. That's the thing that they say. You that that can be fun, but you don't know what you're going to bring in if you and if an evil spirit's going to. They find said its target, but you can't get them in Australia. Target. Oh, Why yeah. are they silencing mm-hmm. our spirits? <laughs> it's like Facebook, I guess. You oh, your... I saw in the news that they were restricting um, spirit purchasing. Uh, were they yeah. to one per family? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. it's always Amazon. There, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amazon. Letitia, <laughs> g'day. Hey. hey. Hey, you've done a Ouija board. What happened? I have. So it was like me and a couple girls. I think we were like 15 and 16. And, you know, we met these really older predatory guys that were 20, but we didn't seem predatory at the time. Um, but we used to hang out at their place and we used to do Ouija boards. So every time we did one, we would always get messages and it would just always say like, no, or stop mm. or get out. Mm. Um, and we'd always be like, you know, who are we talking to? We never got names, but all the messages that ever came through were really dark. But um, in these people's house that we used to do it in, um, really scary things started happening like throughout the night, like they would hear, like it sounded like people stomping around, their Mm. kitchen cupboards started like um, like opening and closing all the time. And yeah, just like really violent disruptions. Um, But yeah, after doing that on our high school lunch breaks for a long time, (laughs) we stopped doing it and stopped going to their super Mm. haunted house that we bring in. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Brought down their pre- um, house value, though. And I guess some people might like to live in a haunted house. Well, you wouldn't tell people. You'd let them find it out themselves, wouldn't you? You'd tell them some things, but not to. like... You need to tell them someone's died. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, you quickly... Uh, no, you don't need to tell them someone's things. died. If it's a brutal murder, you, you need to. tell them. Right. I mean, what about is there non-brutal any other murder? Brutal? <laughs> <laughs> a really lovely murder happened in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was This one was peaceful. Yeah. Mm. Does that make a difference? Dan... Hey, Dan. How are we, guys? Hey, Good. mate. Um, your Ouija board story. Yeah, mate. Uh, this was going back about 20 years ago, back in year nine. Um, last day of school, my cousin and a group of mates of mine decided to do a Ouija board in one of the classrooms. And, uh, yeah, we kind of went downhill from there. We got a bit of an evil spirit, I'd say. And um, it kind of put my cousin into a slum when we tried to get rid of him right. um yeah a bit of a trance kind of thing we tried to wake him up but he just wouldn't wake up so a few mates tried open the doors and windows they were all locked shut Ooh. um yeah then we went back to my cousin we tried to like bring him back again and he just wouldn't come within seconds of us trying the second time he's flown or slid across the ground probably about 10 feet hitting the wall um i yeah kind of really packed it then there and kicked the door out and grabbed my cousin and out the door we went back out into the playground so yeah it kind of really scared the hell out of me and decided i was never going to touch another ouija board again i think everyone's never going to touch it after that wow how long did, did it take for him to get out of his slumber, though? Did he, like... Um, it, was, it, it still took a couple of minutes once I got him out of the classroom. Um, but, yeah, he, he came around, didn't remember a thing. Um, everyone was still freaking out and everything else like that. We didn't tell any teachers because we weren't no. supposed no. to be in the classroom. No, so. no, no, no. Um, don't want to get detention as well. Put yeah, you back in there. Um, you and the spirit. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Good on wow. you, buddy. Good story. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Just me, or does it seem like every other week there's a story about something happening with Bluey? There was the cricket bat that everyone in America thought was a wine bottle in the bushes, and all Australians went, no, it's a cricket bat. But it could have possibly been a wine bottle. I mean, mm. that's how we roll down here. Mm. Uh, and then the, he was in the, she was in the parade. Uh, label her correctly, sorry. Uh, the Macy's Day Parade as well. Mm-hmm. And now a woman on Reddit has confessed that there is something about uh, Bluey that bothers her. And that is that they are too rich. She says it's been estimated that the healer home <laughs> that is an imaginary home that doesn't exist. And it's not true. It was there the other day. The Airbnb in Paddington. Yep. Mm. Mm. So what's your... It's real. I saw it with my own... It looked great. Two eyes. It'd be worth at least one to two million dollars, if not more. It's hard to say exactly because the floor plan does change. Um, I would would actually go to 2.5. She's underestimated that one in uh, Paddington. uh, She said, even though the Healer family are fantastic people, the reason they are such wonderful parents involves the fact that they are rich. They live in a great neighbourhood, send their kids to fantastic schools, and their jobs are very flexible, (laughs) so they can spend a lot of time with their kids. As a parent who isn't wealthy, it's a little... Discouraging. How can you be jealous of a cartoon? Mm-hmm. It's not real. It's not 2023. Real. Yes. Which means what? Which I'm allowed to be, you you're allowed to be outraged. Is she a Brisbane mum? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. There's a lot of rich parents that are bad parents. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think we don't put, model ourselves on you. If you put two and two together, though, I mean, how much is a blue healer these days, especially post pandemic? What? Mm. Uh, well, could be thousands, right? Exactly. So, what do you reckon they're doing? Well, they're also working dogs. Maybe it's generational wealth. Maybe. Yeah, They've been working so. hard you don't since know. this country I reckon, started. I reckon Bluey's got a lot more brothers and sisters that have gone out to the farm. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, they've sold them. Yeah. 
No. Yeah. Side hustle. Oh, you reckon they're selling? They're making children selling. Well, I, I guess it's a litter of six. Breeding. They've only got two. Exactly. I'm with, I'm with Maddie. I reckon it's a family home. Mm. Mm. Like it's they've inherited the home. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Generational. Mm. Well, there was you know there was the theory uh, made by a guy we used to work with saying that um, the dad mm. works for border security, so uh-huh. he might be making a bit of extra money a with the old evidence smuggle, here and there. Smuggle uh-huh. here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Keeping he's the like evidence. the high boss at. Security. What does she do? She's a radiologist. I thought she was that's a radiologist. A, well, that's good money. That is good they, money. They're, yeah, they're doctors. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, she's yeah. real good money. But so they cool. are home all the time. No, yeah. you're just filming them when they're home. Like all <laughs> the of the episodes, every episode's you... weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe mm. they work from home. They do work from home because in some Radiology. of the episodes they say, mm. yeah, some of the episodes they say they have to work from home. Yeah, because mm. you, sometimes you just need to read them. But, you don't actually need to do yeah. the scans. Yeah. Do it via Zoom. Mm. Just hold up your iPhone to the screen. Yeah, right. Yeah. It does yep. come Cancer. up a lot, and it, and it always it always makes me shrug because of that reason. It is fictional, but and the one that they talk about a lot is none of the cast of Friends. Well, the cast of Friends could afford the apartment, but not the the people they're playing. That'd be like a, a five million dollar a week apartment in New York, you know. Yeah, but it's it. I always this is my theory for everything. You never see them go to the bathroom. No. So. It's not true. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you couldn't follow them in a true reenactment of their life. No. Yeah, that that's is... what reality TV is for, and they yeah. don't even follow them to the bathroom. Exactly. So it's all fake. I got a couple here uh, of other ones, and if they could afford it or not. Uh, Ross Geller from Friends. He's a paleontologist, which has a salary of ninety-two k. That's in Australian dollars. Yeah. He has a two-bedroom apartment in Greenwich Village in New York. That's about three point five thousand a month, eight hundred a week. So can he afford yeah. that? Not a chance in hell. He wasn't spending money on clothes though. Mm. Well, speaking of clothes, he had a monkey. I mean? That can't be cheap. Uh, was Sex in the City was one of the most mm. ridiculous ones as well, wasn't it? All mm. the clothes, like she would have a five thousand dollar handbag, but she was only on like fifty thousand a year or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire and Phil Dunphy, Modern Family, real estate agent, stay at home mum, about ninety seven k. Can they afford their house? Four bedroom, two bedroom house would be about five million. No, they can't. Meredith from Grey's Anatomy can, but she's a doctor. Yeah, she wasn't really home much either. She had to have too many relations at work yeah. and save people. That would have been stressful. She I just liked. left. Did she? Yeah, the show. And uh, apparently all the cast members went, thank God for that. They don't like her. No, apparently not. Really? And Homer and Marge Simpson definitely cannot afford their house. Again, a cartoon, though. She's a stay-at-home mum and he's a, he works in a nuclear panda plant, 65K a year. Their bedroom, four-bedroom home in Springfield would be worth 650K. So, no, they can't afford it either. So, they're all lying to us. Well, especially not with the interest rates today. Mm. No, no, that's the cost of living squeeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There mm. we go. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Box. It is tomorrow, the 10th of March. It's a Friday. Here are three answers. Your three answers are for Thank tomorrow. You. Bless you. Oh, bless bless you. you. It's A, and your answers are Aladdin, AirPods, and Auckland. See you tomorrow. Brisbane wakes up with Stav, Abby and Matt on B105. While the Stav, Abby and Matt